So now that we've, you know, discussed reproduction. Yeah. At least once an episode. Genitalia, food, <laughs> old man talk. Oh, we haven't done any old man talk. Oh, oh shit. Right. Tommy, go. I guess bef- yeah. <laughs> before we continue, cue that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mowed my yard today, so. Yeah. I heard your uh, leaf blower on the phone earlier. <laughs> I call it a vacuum. <laughs> Look, my grass in my backyard's gotten so f- tall that I had to like angle it and go over it, and then I still got grass back there. I have to cut it and then stop because I don't want to overheat the damn motor. Damn. <laughs> That's well, I mean, I probably wouldn't overheat it. It's just that like one or two reviews was like, "Oh, the motor overheat after the first time of using it, and it won't start up anymore." And I'm like, "Oh, great! So I'm not going to overheat my motor." Damn. Um, the f- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fine, but yeah. you know, sounds a lot like they fucked it up and just mowed over something they shouldn't have, <laughs> probably, or bogged it down real bad. Yeah, so that's why I'd angle it and just go over my grass just to chop it down a little bit, and then you know. All right, that was some good old man talk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in that case, you guys want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Got to limber up. Oh, is this an exercising episode? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I tried the musical. Now we're going to do like a jazzercise type deal. (laughs) Where's Gene Simmons? Is that his name? (laughs) That's not him. That's somebody else. (laughs) uh, Richard Simmons. Richard. Richard Simmons. There we go. All right, ladies. (laughs) I'm thinking of kids for some reason. I don't know. I I could picture Gene Simmons hosting a paranormal exercise show. Oh, yeah. yeah. S- sweating to the supernatural. <laughs> now the demon's in, and we gotta release them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Paranormal Minds of JST. My name is Shane, and tonight I'll be your host. And I am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Josh. Hello. And Tommy. Hi. And uh, we got a story for you tonight. It's got everything. It's got zombie dogs, flaming ice interdimensional money, magical guns, and even our beloved government conspiracies. Your stories are always so interesting. <laughs> well, from what he described, it uh, 
Did you get that off of the Winchester Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that lines up, huh? <laughs> we knew it was going really to We knew it was going to happen one day. <laughs> oh, no, this is going to be discussing Mel's hole. And uh, there's a lot to cover here. So I know usually we, we run through. If you guys hear something, you want more information, just go ahead and interject and, and stop me while we go through this. All right, so this all starts February of 1997 when Mel Waters sends a fax, back when they sent faxes, into a uh, radio show called Coast to Coast AM. Uh, this is a show that explored the the unexplained. So you guys know those old late night AM shows like hmm, call in to the phone number and discuss your alien encounters. That that kind of show, right? <laughs> oh, it's still on air. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, the host, at least at the time, I don't know if he still is, was Art Bell. And uh, he read the facts on air a couple times, and uh, the facts outlined pretty much a, a strange hole on Mel Waters' property. Uh, but then things got interesting when he actually got Mel on the phone on February 21st, still, uh, still in 1997. So Mel Waters was roughly 65 years old, and he self-describes himself as looking like Willie Nelson. So just picture that. His his voice almost fits if you listen to the recordings. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he tells the story of this mysterious nine-foot-wide hole on his property in Monotosh Ridge near Ellensburg, Washington, and that's the U.S. Uh, at this time, Mel had lived on the property for about four years. Well, one year prior to the interview, he he started to get curious as to why the hole was not full of garbage yet because... Ever since he lived on the property, he's been throwing garbage in it. You know, it's just a spot in the middle of nowhere. All of his neighbors threw garbage in it. It's like, hey, it's a hole. We might as well use it. And, you know, so they would dump tires, refuse, all this stuff. And according to his neighbors, they'd been doing that for like 30 years. Of uh, All these people throwing the garbage in this hole. And it's like, well, why isn't it full yet? So after three years of himself doing it, he got curious. All right. Uh, so... Mel uh, was an ex-deep sea shark fisherman, uh, so he had a lot of fishing rods, high-strength, high long fishing line, all this stuff. So he, he ties a one-pound one weight on the end of his line and lowers it in the hole. Well, his spools would come, on, um, come in 5,000-yard lengths. So he ran through his first spool pretty quick and did not hit the bottom of the hole. So he kept adding more line to it. You know, he'd go out, get him another spool, 5,000 yards, tie it on there, and do this. He had stopped when he had reached 80,000 feet, uh, which, if you break down the math, that's just a little over 15 miles. So, this is a deep hole. Yeah. And this is with, apparently, 30 years of garbage getting thrown at it as well. Right? <laughs> so Jesus. So Mel continues his his interview. He outlines a lot of stories about the hole itself. Like uh, animals would avoid it. No animals would go near the hole. He himself had dogs that he would go out there and do stuff. And they would not. They would pull. You guys have walked a dog before when they just fight and yank and do everything they can to pull away. That's what his dogs would do, even on the leash, trying to bring him next to the hole. They 
would not. He could not get them near it. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, remember the zombie dog I mentioned earlier? One of Mel's neighbors threw his dead dog into the hole one time. Yeah, not nice. Bury your dogs, guys. But he's like, eh, let's, let's get rid of it. Threw it in the hole. The next day, he saw the dog alive right near the hole. The dog was acting off, uh, as he described, and would not come near him. And just was really odd until the dog took off, never to be seen again. But he swears that it was the same damn dog, right? Uh, now, numerous people around the area would drive by his property and would claim uh, what could only be what they could only explain as a dark beam of light shooting up from the hole into the sky. And this has been reported by all of his neighbors. Everybody went past. Hole would also cause electronic and frequency disturbance and would even cause mental confusion when you were near it. So Mel related it to looking up at the sky and seeing the moon. Like, let's say you see the moon, it's big and bright. You know, you, for some reason you weren't expecting it. And that, that split second of confusion where you're like, whoa, where you're just surprised by seeing the moon and before you realize it's the moon, um, which I, I kind of understood what he's talking about. Have you guys experienced that? Just that, that moment of confusion where you forget what something is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what he would always feel when being around the hole. Uh, he used the moon for his example, though. <laughs> uh. One time they lowered some ice, like a bucket of ice, down into it, you know, just to see what the temperature would be like. Uh, raised it back up, the ice was on fire. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense, and the fire would keep burning, and the ice wouldn't melt. Uh, take, take that for what you will. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> One of the weirdest stories is about lowering a live sheep into the hole. Now, that was to see how... how you know, a living thing would react being down there. So they lowered it down, brought it back up. Sheep was dead, right? Uh, they cut it open to see what was going on. It seemed to have been cooked from the inside and was pregnant now with what two different people described it two different ways. One as some kind of squid creature, and another one was just straight up, you know, it was an alien. Ugh. So whatever it was, it wasn't a baby sheep. And she wasn't pregnant when she went down. And certainly wasn't cooked from the inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so there, there's so much with this hole. Uh, I could keep going on that, but those are the big things that stuck out to me. Right? So during the interview, Mel was li living uh, in town um, in an apartment because some snowstorms had just caused his home to uh, cave in at the property. Uh, so there were some big storms. He was in an apartment and all that. Well, the day following the interview, uh, after talking about it and be like, hey, you know, let me go and get some more evidence. I'll, you know, call back to the show and talk about it. So he returned to his his land and it was blocked off. Uh, there was uh, armed military presence surrounding the property and he was not allowed to reenter it. He was told that a plane had crashed on his property and they had to clean it up, right? Fishy, hmm? Uh, so Mel called into the show again on uh, February 24th and explained all this. He was then forced to lease the land to the government for them to clean up. 
So he was not allowed to return, but they paid him for them to stay occupied where they then erected fences and things like this all on the property. It's a hell of a plane crash, right? Right. Uh, all right, well, then uh, Mel took this money and uh, moved to Australia where he lived comfortably and happily ever after. Not. <laughs> I was going to say I don't believe you. <laughs> right. So for, uh, he did move to Australia. They were paying him handsomely. And he did live pretty good for about three years. That's when he called back into the show April 24th in the year 2000. So now Mel is in California. He's missing his teeth because he can't afford to go to the dentist. He's broke. And he mentions that he is selling plasma just so he can buy cigarettes to smoke because he has no money and that's, that's what he's worried about. So he's in a, he's in a rough spot. Uh, so he's now 68. He's bitter. Uh, and he's, he's using his time to solve what's going on here. You know, this, this whole pretty much ruined his life and all he has is time because he's got nothing. He's got no property. He's got nowhere to go. So he's trying to figure out what's going on with this hole. Uh, so he now uses the reason he called back to the show. He was trying to use resources to track down certain people associated with said hole. Oh, I'm going to take a break. I need a sip of water. I told you there's a lot to this one. (laughs) All right. So he's looking for a lot of people. I'm just going to outline a few of them. Uh, Person number one. This was the manager of the apartment that he was renting after his roof caved in. So, you know, I mentioned he was in town living in an apartment. Well, in lieu of a deposit, on the apartment, he gave this manager a P-35 pistol as a down payment to move in. Are you guys familiar with a P-38 at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that aren't, it's a pistol designed as a military service weapon in Germany during World War II. And you're like, okay, you know, people can have that. Except Mel found it on the property while gardening. He, he dug it up. It was just buried in the ground. So, okay, maybe not strange yet, but the man he had traded it to had since disappeared. Uh, So Mel goes into the story on the gun on why he was trying to find him. Now, the thing that was most profound about it was if the gun was placed next to a radio, the radio would tune to the past. It would play radio recordings, programs, everything from the past, like they would talk through you know he determined it was pretty obvious that it was from the past also if you fired the gun it wouldn't make a noise it would shoot just fine but it was completely silent now this person's son had actually called into the show before mel did and said that his father that had the gun was obsessed with it and was just could not leave the gun alone and then one day just up and disappeared So the guy's son had already called into the show before Mel did, and Mel backed up the stories on said gun. So, and dude had an entire family that took off. Like, he left his wife, kids, everybody, and uh, never heard from him again with his magical gun. (laughs) Person number two is a man who came to dump tires in the hole. So he loaded up his truck, you know, went to the hole, and uh, once he dumped all the tires... The ground was frozen, so he couldn't get out. Uh, 
So if you you guys are familiar with pickup trucks. Sometimes you need that weight in the bed to keep traction on on ice so you can drive. So Mel knew this. Uh, so he had kept big buckets of random pieces of metal that he would find all around the property because uh, he did a lot of gardening, a lot of planning, and he would just throw it in there. Like, why is there metal everywhere all over this property? So he gave this guy these two big buckets to help weigh down his truck so he could get out. Well, he did that. Shortly after uh, this dude, a lot of bad fortune happened on him, and guess what? He disappeared too. Person number three. (laughs) So, uh, yet again, uh, he had found some stuff on this property. He found a dime. Yeah. Nothing strange about a dime, right? Well, he noticed some strange things on it, so he gave it to a friend who was willing to go and have it appraised, right? So when he went to get it appraised, he he left his phone number and everything with the appraiser to get back with him. So the guy had all his information. Mel's friend goes back home. The next day, the U.S. Treasury shows up at his house and forces him to hand over the dime because it's counterfeit. All right. Now, what was uh, special about the dime? So it was a 1943 Roosevelt dime with a B mint mark. Any coin collectors or history buffs might catch what what's wrong with that. I was waiting for Tommy to jump up. <laughs> I don't know much about coins, but well, you know I can Google. Well, <laughs> I, I I've done the research. Okay, I'll let you. <laughs> so Roosevelt was not on the dime until 1946. So this date was three years prior to he was on there to when he was put on there. And there's no B, B mint mark. So mint marks are the first letter of the city the coin is minted in. And the only mint marks that exist are P, D, S, and W. Uh, like Philadelphia, San Francisco, you know, the, for that, there is no B. So this coin doesn't, it shouldn't exist. And if somebody was trying to do counterfeit, why did they do a dime and then leave it on some random property in Washington? All right. So there's there's a lot of other people he was looking for, one including a priest. I was interested to hear that story. We didn't get that story on what how the priest was associated with the whole. But he did provide Art, the show host, a list of the names. But since there was such weird stuff going on, Art refused to read the names on air because he didn't want to cause more trouble for these people. It's not over yet, guys. It gets stranger. <laughs> Another two years pass, and Mel called in two more times in 2002. So we hit 2002, he called in January, and then in December of 2002. Now, what's interesting about this is this is a recap. So we're now five years from his first call. Uh, his, his stories are all the same, He even the small details. Some of these you can tell there was a lot of weird little details to it, so he's having the same details. And he he doesn't stray at all. Uh, Art questions the hell out of him. He hits him from every angle, and he doesn't trip up. Now, the reason this is important is because a lot of people say this is a hoax. It was just made-up stories and things like that. But to hold the same story for five years and the little weird, weird, weird details, like I don't know anybody who could keep up with that. And if you were lying, it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to keep up with it either. No, yeah, it just wouldn't no. happen. 
especially things like a B mint mark on a dime. And this is just mixed into all these other crazy stories. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. All right. Uh, so this was all, you know, five years and five calls total. So the two in 2002, the one in 2000, and, you know, the two in 1997. Uh, all of these interviews totaled together equal about six hours of interview. So that's another thing. There's a lot of talking. Uh, if you're interested, so I did listen to these uh, so I could do my own evaluation. Uh, you can find them on Spotify, maybe other uh, podcast platforms. But there's a show, I don't know what it would be called, uh, Art Bell Tape Vault. If you search that and look up Mel, uh, anyone out there interested can pull these up and listen to these interviews. They're they're pretty wild, pretty interesting. I only touched the tip of the iceberg on some of the stuff this dude talks about. All right, so in this last call that came in, the end of 2002, all Mel would say is now he was in the Pacific Northwest. He, he wasn't specific. He was homeless. He's hitchhiking. He was catching rides with truck drivers, and he stated he was trying to make his way to Nevada. And when he got to Nevada, he said he was going to call again, that he had found out some other things and was really looking to blow the lid off of this whole thing. You can guess what happens next, right? Tell us. Tell us what happens. <laughs> he told he told everything. And then the government came crashing down. No, yeah, that's why we live in such a perfect society with no government now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, he too disappeared without a trace. Never heard, never seen never heard from or seen again. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't right. either. So he had lived these last years just on the run, essentially, and just wandering around, and it was just wild, and all because he came back from Australia, and that was stated a couple of days. He never should have, but he missed certain members of his family over here, and Mm. that's when the government was like, hey, we thought we got rid of you, and (laughs) now you're talking again, and they eventually found him. So... My question is like, what happened? What happened to his money? Did he say? Because if they're paying him, did they just abruptly stop paying him? Yep they they cut him off completely uh, over a contract issue. Now this is rolled into something to do because he was also divorced. Uh, rolled in there too, and in some terms of the divorce, the government was able to say, "Oh, well, you weren't allowed." to do certain things with the land through leasing because of the statements in your divorce. And that's how they cut him off and justified it. So cut him completely off. And of course, since he was in Australia, he came back with probably just, you know, his bags and you know, you know how that goes from there. Yeah. Well, through, through the years, numerous people have verified Mel's claims. A lot of people called into the same show. A lot of people have called into local news networks I'm not going to talk through all of them, but I think one was worth mentioning. And it was an indigenous man in the, in the area, uh, who went by the name Red Elk. Uh, so he came forward in 2012 claiming his father had brought him to that hole in 1961. And he had very, very similar stories about the weird happenings with the hole and things he had experienced and that, they, as a people, knew it as, you know, a bottomless hole. Yeah, there wasn't anything further than that, but it was just weird around it. He did state that, you know, through the years of going there, that at one point, and it was probably in that 1997, 
that the military had occupied the land, that they knew the military had moved in and blocked it off. But he said that there was a lot of alien activity associated, like he would see crafts or, and things like that associated. But he knew exactly where it was He's the whole time. So when he came in 2012, I guess he had come across Mel's story. He's like, I'll take you guys right there. So he very confidently took anybody who wanted to go, a very large group of people gathered, like, hey, let's go see this hole, because no one had found it since Mel's story. And the military base had just disappeared. So he goes out to exactly where he said the hole was, and he's like, hey, it's not here. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know why he'd be so confident leading them to nothing. <laughs> so, But anyway, that's that's the gist. What a... What are you guys' thoughts? Aliens. <laughs> oh, I did the hand thing. I forgot the hand thing. Aliens. <laughs> I don't know. It, it reminds me of a book I just got done reading from Stephen King called Fairy Tale. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. But in it, of course, it deals with a well, and you kid goes down the well, and in the well, um, it's like a little cave. You go through it, and you're in another world. So, kind of reminiscent of that, mm -hmm. you know. But obviously, you know, nobody caught on fire in the book. Or burned from the inside, I guess. Cooked from the inside. That's, that's, a, that's very interesting. It's because you didn't read between the lines. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. That is wild that the, the ice caught on fire. Like, how the hell does that happen? Like, is it, it... I could understand if it was, like, super oxygen-rich, like, water, maybe. Like, I don't... You know, and it was emitting, you know, oxygen off of it or whatever, but uh, I don't know. That isn't... That's wild. I, I can see alcohol. Like, if you put alcohol on ice and like rubbing alcohol something like that you know it'll burn for a little bit but then it goes away you know? <laughs> a little creature just like darts out of a hole it's like <laughs> pours fucking alcohol all over it and lights it on fire teach these bastards to put ice in my hole <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the, the microwave he had a microwave gun and that's how he cooked the sheep <laughs> that's how they got the microwave gun oh man that's all they it's wanted. It's all from coming the hole together, guys. Done. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm done with the podcast. It's over. We've gotten too close. <laughs> it's not far fetched that they could have pulled some. So, if this is something interdimensional or alien related, I mean, it's very possible that they they did find something like a microwave gun. And you're right, that would have cooked the sheep from the inside, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know about making it pregnant, though. Oh, oh yeah. That same little creature just ran out and was like, hey, hey, hey. Just... <laughs> Talk about some super sperm, uh, yeah. right? Like, just... <laughs> oh, I wasn't thinking it did that. I was thinking it like, shoved the squid in oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Tommy were on the same page. Shane was oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's worse, though? Which one is worse? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what if, what if there's a... Okay, this is crazy to think about. What if there's a time vortex, right? Like, the sheep goes in, and then 
it feels like 30 years, kind of like, uh, what's that thing on Dragon Ball Z where they train? Oh, the hyperbolic time chamber. I think uh, yeah. it's got a name. Shit. I don't know. Yeah. That might be right. Either way, that thing. I'm sorry, people. I don't, you know, it's been a long time since I watched Dragon Ball Z, but, <clears throat> but yeah, like something like that, you know, you go in, it's been like 20 years or, you know, however long and they pull her out and it's normal time, you know? So nice. It is a hyperbolic time chamber. Oh, mm. Look at you. So, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I knew I was a Dragon Ball Z fan. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I don't know if anyone doubted it, Josh. Nah, probably not. But you know. <laughs> we lost like one fan because two of us aren't big Dragon Ball Z fans. Good. So I right. Hey, I know about Goku. That's that's about it. <laughs> I lived Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid. <laughs> I loved it. You were watching that. I was watching Pokemon. (laughs) That's fair. I liked Pokemon, but I was, you know. I like all anime, to be perfectly honest with you. Especially the naughty anime. Yeah, those are the best. Well, I wouldn't say the best, (laughs) but they're pretty good. (laughs) But I'm surprised just because the holes in America, you know, that some you know joe bob didn't decide to go down the hole you know with his bud light can and an ar-15 to try to figure out what was down there and kill the demons Um, well so i'm glad you said that i had a little side note as a segue if it came up so that's why they they did lower the sheep because they did want to go into the hole and when when the sheep come back up dead they're like well we're not going to but because of the dead uh, the dead dog story where they had thrown that in and it mm-hmm. came back. It was, Mel actually put it in his will that he wanted to be thrown in there when he died so he could test that if he was going to come back. Oh, man. And he talked about that a few times. So he wasn't willing to go down alive, but he's like, no, it's in my will. If I die, you throw me in this hole. Well, what if you go down, die, they pull you back up and then throw you back down again? But then you're all cooked from the inside. And that would suck. Yeah, that would suck. And possibly pregnant with a squid. I don't know which one of those is worse. <laughs> I don't know. But it just reminds me of Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, it's a squid. No. <laughs> what about the black? You said there was a black... Did you say light? Yeah, like a black light that shot up. From the hole into the sky. And that was probably the most reported thing by surrounding people. So, now we're talking like a black light, like the purple light, right? Or Well, no, and it was best described as a black light. So, not like black light, but like the mm-hmm. a black light. Like it's just colored, black colored light. Yeah. That's That's weird. What emits black light? Right. <laughs> I, I don't think anything does because, you know, what black is essentially the absence of white and white is the absence of, well, you know. No, white is the absence of all color. Black is a mixture of everything, I think is how it goes. But All right. Yeah, I just pulled up, you know, the visible spectrum deal. And yeah, truly black light is impossible. 
Yeah. But yeah. that's based on our perception. Right. Uh, unless you think shadow instead of light. You know, that's the only way I could see that being feasible here. Um, I do know that if you burn certain chemicals, you can, they emit certain light colors. Like there's a s- certain chemical that when you burn it, it turns everything around it like a sepa color. It it absorbs everything. Mm-hmm. And it is so wild looking. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that or not, but. What is that, like Black 2.0? Or? No, I, it's, I don't, I don't know, but. I wonder if that's what it is, is whatever's in this hole is emitting a chemical that could cause these the ice to burn or the the sheep to become, you know, internally cooked. It may not necessarily have been that it was on fire on the inside, but possibly breathing in whatever that you know, chemical was just cooked its insides, like had a reaction with the inside of the body, you know. Well, this might be crazy, but ice is made of water, right? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> no, but look, this is, this is crazy. Follow me, okay? So ice is made of water, and it caught fire, right? They sent the sheep down. It came back dead, but the only burn was on the inside where the water is. Hmm. I get. I get what you're saying. Since us as mammals, you know, there's a lot of water in us just from mm-hmm. makeup, and that's all that was. Was it burning? Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, there is a chemical that can cause that is flammable when water is mixed with it. Oh, sodium is explosive if you throw it in water. Hmm. Hmm. Um, something else here's that here's it's called making black fire it's a youtube video and i'll link it in the show notes when we do the thing but it it was pretty neat like uh and i think it's just strictly because of the light that the way it emits light or absorbs the light around it when it burns Um, oh that is cool yeah it's it's pretty neat hmm I want to get one of those. <laughs> okay. So I think uh, that's some good theories there. Now, what about the the weird interference? Do you think that would be... I guess that could be chemically related for the mental confusion, but yeah. for the actual radio frequencies. Um, it could be a huge magnetic pull in that area with all the metals that were in the ground that he found. Um, there's a reason they're there. Maybe they're they're pulled there, but it was a dumping ground too. So is it long before 1997? Well, the guy was, what'd you say, 1960s? He, his father took him there and they dumped stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So... So, an interesting theory, I think, when you said things pulling up, it reminded me of this. So, so Mel, I keep referencing, I listen to so much of him talking, I feel like I know him. Uh, <laughs> First name like basis. My old buddy Mel. <laughs> yeah. 
But he he had a really cool explanation. So he he got to where he was thinking it's something interdimensional, right? Because the dime shouldn't exist in our world. And then World War II service weapon that was silent and tuned radios to the past. And it's like, that's that's not a thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, all these weird things. So he, he got um, the thought of a dimensional... Um, oh, man, what's the road? Uh, intersection. A dimensional intersection. And he said, you know, when you're driving out on the highway and you come up to an intersection or in, in town, you know, there's always that pile of screws and metal and all this stuff that accumulates in the middle where people are just passing over but not driving. You guys, you yeah, guys have seen yeah. that little pile. And he's like, I think this property is like that pile and all this weird little metal and the random dime and gun and all this stuff just accidentally accumulated here because it was a dimensional intersection. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because 15 miles or whatever it was, that's that's unheard of. And opening mm. that large and just, or that, that deep just without lava coming out of it, I would say, you know. I'm not sure how far, you know, the, the crust of the earth, how deep it is. I think it's like 5 to 50 miles or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. We talked about it. I don't know. Um I lost my train of thought. <laughs> portal to hell. Yes. Exactly. Portal to hell. Uh, that's what, exactly where I was going with that thought. Uh, no. <laughs> um, it makes it makes a lot of sense. I never would have thought about that. Uh, a little intersection gathering dust right in the center of it where cars just never actually touch that part of the road. Although, you know, there is a lot of weird paranormal sightings and stuff in Washington. So, you think that might have something to do with it, maybe? All the intergalactic travel from aliens and goop and, you know, whatever else, Bigfoot. Uh, well, and it's funny, because there's a lot of indigenous land, a lot of reservations around the area, right? Uh, which we've seen activity closer to those. And then also right near a mountain range, which there's a lot of paranormal activity. So I, I do think there's there's some connection because of the area. So I'm I'm with you. And I'm not saying indigenous people are paranormal. I think that they just have <laughs> more connection to to the world and nature and things. And so it's more, their energies are more susceptible to that, to being near them. Yeah. It wasn't me this time. It was. <laughs> we'll blame you anyways. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so once once Mel talked about the the intersection and dimensional stuff, like, man. So, you know, there, there's the theories out there that there's an infinite number of possible universes, right? And just thinking that there might be one that the only slight difference was Roosevelt was put on a dime in 1943 rather than 1946, and there was a mint in Boston. Yeah. Like, such a slight little change in that that got sucked into that rip, that that little intersection to just get shot out here. Like, how how silly is that? Uh, it, it trips me out that the, the military showed up. Like, why did the military come in? Uh, and there wasn't obviously a plane crash, like they said. So, and we've talked about enough 
Air Force bases or or military mm-hmm. bases, period, that it seems like all of them, not just Area 51, uh, are associated with some kind of alien activity. Mm-hmm. So it, it has me wondering, you know, we talked about openings and, and under, underground bases and stuff, you know. All right. So. You think maybe they're they were used to this. Maybe these rips pop open sometimes. And since the guy who saw, uh, I forgot his name, Red Red Elk, since he saw alien presence there, and, you know, Mel didn't know about that, maybe we uh, the humans are actually already working with aliens to seal dimensional rips like this from time to time. And that's why you'll see them out at the Air Force bases and things like that, and that's why they pop up. Oh. There's been a rip discovered. Let's go. It's going to take us a few years. The uh, extraterrestrials are going to help us. We're going to seal it up, and then we'll move on. So what if we we ruin a few lives in the process? You know, we it's the c- collateral damage. Right? Yeah, greater good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that make that would make sense uh, as to why when uh, you Red Elk, I guess is what is who, who Red Elk's the one that went back, right? He's like, I'm gonna show you where right. it's at. Yeah, that would make sense why the hole's no longer there because you didn't fill the hole in 30 years with a bunch of people just dumping trash in it. Mm-hmm. Yet, in just a matter of a couple of years, few years, however long, the military filled the hole in. No, no, yeah, no, it's not happening. Yeah, they did some cool laser zipper. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some welders over there, like, doing his little zigzag welds with his <laughs> interdimensional gun. <laughs> you always have the craziest stories, man. It kills me. I know, right? Now we're over here talking about ghosts, and Shane's like, have I got a story for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give credit to my wife on this one. She told me about it, and then I, I did like I do and dove deep and... Listen to radio shows from the 90s. <laughs> Man. But yeah, she had mentioned it to me. Like, you ever heard of this? Like, Mel's Hole. That sounds dirty. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> when you first said it, I was thinking about um, some sinkholes um, in, inside of a guy's house. And oh. I, I can't remember. I, th- I thought that's what you were going to talk about, but that, no. But I've heard the name Mel's Hole before, but I'd never had any idea what it was about. Mm-hmm. That's crazy as hell. So I'm going to throw another piece of complexity on here. Uh, so he had mentioned plants, and it it was it was weird because it wasn't it didn't fit with the other things with the negativity and things from the whole causing people to disappear. Now he kind of thought it was the properties of the things taken from the hole that made them disappear. I kind of lean towards government cleaning up messes is why they disappeared. But yeah. Yeah, we we don't have to dive into that. But I told you he grew a lot of stuff on the property, and yeah, that's where he found all this. And he swore that whatever he grew had healing properties. So. Uh, he would eat and not be sick. You know, when he first called in, he's 65, always been eating his stuff. You know, he's a picture of health, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he had claimed that he had given it to a couple people that were sick and, you know, healed them. And if he would have been paranoid or uh, thinking about something was going on before he was locked off the property, he would have explored it more. But he just thought it was a fluke. 
Well, it just so happened when he had went to Australia, he did take some of his plants. You know, they were dehydrated or packed up or however he got them there. Well, that was the time he started questioning it. So there were two guys he knew in like hospice care in a nursing home or something near him over there. So he brought over the plants to test his theory, you know, whatever they were, teas, vegetables, I can't remember. But he swore that when they ate these, that they got better. And, you know, they were still in a nursing home, but they weren't in hospice, like they weren't dying anymore. Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> that pushes me even more to to possible, like, I don't know. I want to be scientific <laughs> and be like, uh, yeah, maybe there is a chemical there that's like, uh, you know, some kind of naturally occurring chemical that's there that's absorbed into that stuff. But I don't It makes sense makes perfect sense why the government was there they need that to keep all those old people in congress alive oh there it is that's it that's it god damn tommy we knew you were good oh, for something man. <laughs> what is it like one of them's like 98 years old or like almost 90 years old i think she's like 89 but <laughs> it's like my god here, here I was thinking they were getting, you know, blood infusions from little kids, but now they're they're just eating magical plants from Washington. Yeah, that's the ones who don't want the blood infusions. You know, <laughs> needles are icky. So, <laughs> yeah. What's that? Either way, if this is a natural occurring chemical and it's just you know this natural element. Or it is a crazy rip in the dimensions. Either way, the government's taking it over and going to make everybody disappear. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> we are slowly becoming a conspiracy theory channel. <laughs> it's That's that's not conspiracy. That's just known fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, the difference between a conspiracy theory and a conspiracy fact is it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the only things where I'm not leaning towards something natural is the the gun. I think I think the dime could be explained. Like uh it was actually a nineteen forty eight and it wasn't a B, it was a D. You know, yeah. maybe sitting out there and some corrosion messed it up, right? But a magical gun, and if it was just Mel saying it, I'd be like, Okay, you you weirdo. But for the guy's son to call in before Mel called back and tell him the same story before Mel did, it's like, now how how is that a thing? There's even with a silencer on a pistol, you still hear it. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm assuming just from what I hear in video games, <laughs> it still does that. <laughs> yeah, you, you you still hear it. I mean, it's it's. Just to be a gun nerd for a second, you know, it's not really called a silencer. Movies call it silencers and suppressor. And depending on how loud it is, depends on if you're using subsonic or supersonic ammunition. Mm-hmm. So along with grain, size of the bullet, all that other stuff. So factors into it. Like you could take a 22 traveling to supersonic speed, shoot it through a suppressor and you would hear like literally nothing. Nice. Hmm. Sound like a BB gun going off. You do it with like um, AR-15-223, which I have heard uh, through suppressors, and it's just a little bit quieter. It sounds like a twenty-two going off. 
So, mm-hmm. no. Nah. But I'll I'll have at least some noise. Some noise, yeah, so, yeah, of course, yeah. And especially a World War II pistol, yeah, you should be hearing yeah. something. It also, uh, they don't emit old timey radio. Surely, <laughs> <laughs> dude, the people. <laughs> but only the Germans from the forties. Those those pistols are the only ones that emit radio. Okay. Hey, just I can't imagine trading that away though. Like, no. How? What? What kind of spot are you in? Like, oh, but again, he didn't realize the severity of it until he moved off of the property. He just thought it was all weird coincidences. Yeah. What? Here's here. I'm gonna throw a little wrench with the gun. What if it was a haunted gun that happened on the ground, and the radio signals are ghost talking? Just old talk show hosts from the forties, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it'd be in German, and I can't speak German, but it'd be like, "Hey, welcome." Yeah, you know, I don't know. However, they talked. Even though I listen to just like, like old time, yeah. <laughs> Even though I listen to like old timey radio when I go to sleep at night, but yeah, I like listening to Richard Diamond. That's pretty good. Talking about old timey radio, that's how I felt listening to these recordings from '97, <laughs> and it was like, oh, thanks all for tuning in to ninety-nine point three seven, you know, whatever it is, and it's like, make sure to call in the hotline if you want to talk. I know, blah, 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 and like named off a phone number. I'm like, oh man, those were the days. hello caller what's your name (laughs) used to listen to drake and zeke and every time somebody would call they'd be like turn down your radio (laughs) that's because everybody wanted to hear themselves on the radio (laughs) that's why you pop in the cassette tape and as soon as they answer hit record and turn it down and you got it Mm -hmm. yep yeah that's how we recorded mixtapes back in the day, too. Remember? You had to wait. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Call in and request a song. Like, will you play this song? Okay, yeah, we'll get it at some point. And then you just sit there all day like... <laughs> then you have to pee, so you run to the bathroom. When you come back, it's the middle of the song. There you go. Oh, right. But eventually, after like eight months, you would have ten songs on your mixtape that you wanted. Yep. You would. You would, unless it was the reason when it came out. Then it was just every other freaking minute it was being played. <laughs> oh God, right? Make you want to quit listening to the damn radio, man. Ninety eight one? No, wait. It was ninety two nine. God, I can't remember XFM, something like that. Hey, just named like four different stations, man. I, I did. What is it? Take a moment. Yeah, it was ninety two nine. Yeah. 93X was the, yeah. was the station. 93X. Mm. Now they do ESPN. Yeah. So I have to ask, would you guys want your dead body thrown in the hole to see what happened? Yes. <laughs> well, without a... <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> All right. And I'm, I'm with you. I think whatever the demonic repercussions are, I'm fine with that, just to see. Yeah, but I almost want it to be end of life. Like, look, I'm I only got like two or three months. Fuck, fuck just toss me, toss me. <laughs> we'll give you a radio too. Just yeah, so you can tell what's going on yeah. and a camera and a camera. Yeah. yeah. 
Or just your cell phone. So <laughs> it just like slow mo of me like recording myself falling down this hole. <laughs> right. Well, could could you imagine? Let's say it is a portal to hell, right? And demons were trying to possess bodies, right? And they that's what the squid was. It was a type of demon. Well, they <laughs> threw the dog down there and it, it possessed the body and it came back and was like, oh crap, I'm a little dog. Could you imagine that? Like if it's like a little chihuahua? Well, they're demons anyways, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every chihuahua I've ever met is mean as hell. <laughs> Napoleon syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk much about that one. I, that is weird. I wonder why the dog came back. Mm. Why didn't the sheep? Well, the sheep wasn't dropped in the hole, so it probably never hit the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if there there is some sort of interdimensional rip, right? Uh, things that were thrown in, they never come back. Mm-hmm. So it it has to treat living or dead matter differently if the dog came back. Mm. So that that I don't really get, or else the the tires and everything would pop back up at some point because right. it's like like a like a. You turn down there somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of those cartoon black holes. What we don't know is there's a hole connected to it on the other side of the earth. It's a straight line. Yeah. Someone threw their live dog through. That just happened to look exactly the same. Yeah. 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 That's that's how the earth works. There's no core or gravity or anything. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. no. <laughs> that's actually what it is. That's the mirror world at the bottom of the hole. And then <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no. It could be something. Could be, this is flat Earth now. We're talking, okay? Here's the, so here's the question: <laughs> Do you think that dog's still alive? If if it happened, I would say yeah. Hmm. If there's some sort of funky, unless it was some sort of possession, and then he hmm. was left, but yeah, hmm. he ran away for a reason, though, right? Like. You would think if he knew his owner and was like, oh, I would go, you know, even being. He'd go, yeah, go back and kill him like Pet Cemetery, Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's where I think you got that old, that's in every movie and every book about bringing somebody back from the dead. And not talking zombies, but just normal necromancy and stuff. It's like they're not them anymore. Right. Yeah. Even, even if they have some of the memories, there's something, you know, that that has changed. So I guess that's true even with the whole. Speaking of Pet Cemetery, when was that movie? When did that come out? In the 80s? Uh, or was it 90s, 90s? I think. 93 maybe? I don't know when the book came out, but I think, uh, I think it came out in the 90s. 89. Oh, 89. Never mind. I lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you might as well be in the 90s at that point. Right. Well, my thing, my thoughts were like... Possibly is that fabricated because the movie was still relatively fresh, but I don't know. I don't know. Man. Ten years and at the time the dude was sixty five. Oh yeah. I think well. I think that's where I come back to too. I'm like, what what elderly dude is just like let me let me maybe he's just that bored. I guess it is a possibility. <laughs> yeah. I, you say that bored, but the military is not going to show up with somebody being bored right. and take his property and then him not being seen. 
what if I what if I throw some skepticism salt on it, right? What if it was all made up by the radio company? I I could see that, but looking at his other shows, specific this Art Bell guy, it seemed to all be collar based. Like it, it didn't really seem fabricated, and there was some lame stuff on there too. Uh, now I could play that same angle with skepticism and be like, they encouraged the weirdos to make up stories and come out like not really. They, they didn't directly fabricate things with them, but they're like, Hey, when you get a psycho on the line that, you know, is full of shit, just keep them talking. Yeah. Yeah. Good ratings. Yeah. Yeah. It still doesn't explain the military coming in and taking over his property though. If, if in fact that happened, you know? I mean, it it is the military. I mean, so I have to say, the big skepticism stuff out there is that people have looked into this, and this is like every story we talk about. There's mm-hmm. somebody who has went above and beyond to prove it all wrong, right? right? Oh yeah, always. So uh, apparently, there's no record of any military base being in the area. There's no record of any male waters. A uh, geologist got involved and he gave all this science junk on why a hole couldn't be that deep. Um, so there, a lot of this, there's been a lot of stuff against it, but at the same time, like that's everything we talk about. Yeah. And the only reason I chose to chose to is because I, I listened to them. Like we don't get to do that a lot with all these stories we research and stuff. They're usually not recorded from the person who experienced it. Right. And I'm like, no, he sounds genuine. Um, and w- yeah. we do know things could be covered up and records can be changed. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we know it was aliens that killed JFK. I mean. Right. I was the lone gunman on the grassy knoll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. I mean, we do know. Yeah, you're right. They do change and alter documents and stuff like that i mean that's like even up to today like today's time is what i'm getting at um <clears throat> you still see the government interfering to keep things on the hush hush and stuff like that you know like the twitter files i know some people are like oh it's bull crap but i mean if let's say they're real and i believe them to be real the government has been interfering with social media to silence and squash stuff that they don't want talked about. Right. So, I mean. Yeah, it's that's nothing new for It's just a different platform. Now, if they did step in and cover this up, do you think it was for our benefit? That they didn't want an interdimensional leak or alien leak or whatever toxic chemical? Or do you think I, there were benefits there that they wanted to control i think it was multi-tiered i think it was find out that this is harmful keep it quiet so that people don't freak out about a bottomless pit then find out if if it is harmful if they can harness that harmfulness to harm (laughs) other people and last but not least can we make money off of it yeah um Nah, I'm with you. That makes sense. Because that was my thought when it was the very next day after the radio show. Because you know, you know people went looking for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if we were in the area, we would have went looking for it, and we would have pushed right. Tommy in to see what happened. Right? Exactly. I, like, that's, 
<laughs> and they they knew things like that were going to happen. Like, look, we're going to have a lot of pregnant cooked sheep. We're going to have flaming ice everywhere. We're going to have magical guns without sound shooting at each other. Like, we got to close this <laughs> off. This this is going to be a wreck. This is like Harry Potter Hogwarts on crack or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that it does have me curious, like how many bodies were thrown down there. <laughs> like, oh, so God. you know, some serial killer was like, "I have the perfect dumping ground." No, <laughs> right? Ted Bundy over there just chunking people down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty crazy. I wish I could have. We could have seen something like that. Yeah, and with today's technology, I know 97 doesn't seem that long ago, but there weren't all these wireless cams and GoPros and nah. dif- different things yeah. that we could have tested with. Right. That was almost 30 years ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, Windows 95 was only two years old, so <laughs> maybe maybe three total. <laughs> that would uh, that'd be a wild sight to see. And, you know, we'd be, we would probably have to push past that that 80,000 yards or whatever, that 15 miles. Like, let's see if we can hit the bottom. Knowing our luck, we'd get down there. And Oh, actually, this reminds me of, uh, not uh, just completely changed the subject right in the middle of me talking, but um, it reminds me, have y'all ever seen the video of the, it's a, a hole, a core they drilled out of the ground, and they dropped the camera, I think it's about a four-inch hole, and they dropped the camera down in the hole, and like, they get pretty good ways in, but they start hearing screaming, and they call it—I think they call it a hell hole—is what they call it. Uh, but that reminded me of that. It just out of nowhere made me think about it. But um, I wonder if this hole is just a bigger version of that. Like they didn't obviously oh. core <laughs> drill it out of the ground, but you know, what if it is that that portal to hell? Like that's. That deck trash from thirty years had to go somewhere. So <laughs> incinerator, man. Yeah. Incinerator. Yeah. You know, uh, shoot. What was the movie? It was a Marvel movie with Thor. Uh Loving No. One of the Thor movies. Anyway, he he gets pretty much sucked into an interdimensional trash hole and ends up on a trash planet. Oh, Ragnarok. See, Ragnarok, yeah. <laughs> and they have these portals all over that are just <laughs> dumping yeah, <laughs> trash. So, <laughs> That's probably one of them. <laughs> maybe that was put here for us by by some sort of aliens. And they're like, hey, we don't want you to fill up your, your land, your world with with trash and landfills like just come throw it here it'll go to a landfill planet that's uninhabited and there's safety features so if uh something live goes in and they pulled that sheep out maybe that's the process of going down it cooks you and regenerates you so she wasn't pregnant but it was regenerating from the inside so by the time it shot back out she was going to be back alive and that's what happened with the dog because it's an alien safety feature that reanimates your flesh and then spits you back out because it's only for trash. That would probably by the aliens that left us here. Uh, there probably used to be signs. They're like, hey, dump your trash here. And Yeah. Yeah, but we can't read alien scripts. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Someone tore them down and built a house out of them. And, yeah, right. Yeah. Metal waters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why his roof caved in. He was using three billion year old signs for yeah. animals. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got this weird writing on it, but yeah, nah, it worked. It lasted yeah. this long. <laughs> I figured I'd get at least two more winters out of it. I'm not sure yeah. why from Washington he sounds like he's from the in the middle of Mississippi, but <laughs> well, maybe he moved. He he's only been there three years. So we don't know where he came from. <laughs> that's too funny. That's that's like, um, you know, in England, you know, you have the um, the wall that separates Scotland and Britain, right? Mm-hmm. That the Romans built. And if you go there, it's like four foot high, and it used to be a lot taller with all these, you know castles and encampments stuff like that the reason it's so short is because everybody kept taking rocks from it to build houses and pig pens <laughs> and stuff like that until like 1920 and they were like stop don't take any more and you know just picture somebody like why it's it's free <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man did we touch on every aspect of this i think we're getting there slowly so, dumping ground, black light, ghosts. No, not ghost. Dog. No. Uh, Demon dog. Yeah. Uh, silent gun. Uh, sheep. Uh, magical healing plants. Magical healing mm-hmm. plants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Government conspiracy. Uh, yeah. The healing plants. Kind of make sense too. So if it was left here by some aliens, like, hey, dump trash. And while you're here, pick some plants. They'll cure any ailment you have. So yeah. come out whenever you have stuff. Then we're going to have this ground fertilized for our magical healing plants. What if everything you toss in there, like, winds up becoming like cremated or whatever to create the fertile soil? So it's just like an insane compost bin. Yeah. Like it composts everything. That could also be why the sheep was burned up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was starting the compost process. Yeah. Hmm. Now where the uh, squid came from, no one knows. <laughs> I'm still going with the little guy that jumped off the side of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha now. <laughs> this one's fresh. <laughs> There's always one sheep. There's always one. <laughs> Are you saying in every group there's always one? Because uh... well, I'm talking about like any like, you know area. There's always one. Nah, okay. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, <laughs> was that a statement of admission there, Tommy? Maybe. <laughs> one, two, three, not it. Uh, <laughs> speaking speaking of that, just a quick note because I told Paige I'd talk about it. You know, she's been reading. Um, some books on Kindle, right? And she came across and give like little suggestions and stuff. Apparently one of the suggestions was a Krampus romance novel. Oh. Called Krampus. Like one of the books is called Krampus and the Crone. And I'm like, what? So see that. Like there's always there's always one. There's always one. <laughs> <laughs> So I've, I've seen much weirder 
stuff. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I just want to know how people come up with that idea. Like, there's a kink in there somewhere, you know, <laughs> oh, or a yeah. fetish, you know. Someone will turn this hole we're talking about into a fetish. Man, they can do it with everything, right? Oh man, swallow me up, mommy hole, and just jump in. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it reminds me of those books I used to have. <laughs> There we go. Josh has his fetish now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, are we at a good stopping point? I think we talked about each thing. Have you guys developed your own official opinions? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, who who wants to kick us off with final thoughts then? I think I I, I do like the idea of it being like an interdimensional like portal and probably like the sheep getting cooked inside the ice catching on fire could deal with the rift in dimensions, right? So it doesn't know how to really react with the material. <clears throat> now, as far as like the gun and all of that, I mean, could be a possibility that maybe the rift is so powerful that certain items and objects get attracted there with certain energies or even manifest or change items. So I don't know. This There's a lot to take in with this story and I'm trying <laughs> to cover each and everything. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of difficult because <laughs> it's so wild and outlandish. Um, I do believe if it was real though, that the government would seize it. And I do like my little tiered list of like what they would do with it until they got whatever they wanted from it. So, yeah. Um, I don't see a 65 year old man that is doing okay in life. I'm not saying he's rich or if he's poor, um, is going to go and ruin his entire life like it did over a simple story. So I feel like this is something that was actually happening. Um, like, uh, I do like your tier list too, Tommy, about the government coming in and being like, it, it's like almost perfect. I'm sure that's exactly how they looked at it. Um, I, I can't, Mortal, I think Mortal Kombat Annihilation said it, you know, when they would travel through the realms, right? He said, uh, Jack said it's like being microwaved. So that would make sense if it is an interdimensional thing right there. Um, I, not that Mortal Kombat's a documentary on life or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense to me, you know, that, that, that that's why the sheep was cooked like it was. It didn't make it all the way through. We pulled it back. Didn't, and she, like Shane said, didn't give it the opportunity to um, maybe reform what it was supposed to reform initially. It just kind of stuck halfway in the process. Um, that's why the dog came back because it hit the bottom and came back. You know, it made it all the way through. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is a a real story. I don't think this man made it up. Too many people involved in the the times the time span of the guy from the '60s all the way to '97 to you know whatever. It's a long ways to stretch something. Um, I don't know how long. Uh, he lived in the house. Mel Waters lived in the house. But, um, yeah, I think I think this is a real story. I think this guy actually lived this. 
and then they robbed him of his livelihood and then threw him in the hole because they were curious that was what would happen. <laughs> That's why we can't find him. <laughs> no worry. You think they were, all the missing people were thrown in the hole? Oh, yeah. Yeah, science, man. Science. <laughs> I mean, if you got to get rid of them and you have a hole, why send, why send people that are important down there? That's how they see it, right? You don't send your top scientists. You send the homeless guy. Yeah, no bigger serial killer than the government. Just saying. <laughs> that is so true. This is a start to like a bad 90s sci-fi TV show. <laughs> like yeah. all these people get thrown into the hole and they find a spaceship and one of them has a magical World War II silent gun and they go on crazy <laughs> adventures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it sounds like we're all pretty close. I... I definitely like the interdimensional intersection, how Mel described it, and that's why things get kind of gathered here. Uh, infinite possibilities on all, all these intersections. So just that a gun and a dime and some metal showed up here, I think is probable. It's not like he found a, a ton of crazy stuff. Um. Uh, so yeah, that that's where I land on what it actually is. I do agree with, you know, the regenerative something or other for the sheep and the dog. Um, that's probably the same thing that is putting out the magical plants, the healing plants, whatever we want to call them. I do think the government came in, so I'm with both of you there and your tiered list, Tommy. The only thing I would add that this made me think about is the alien presence, like we've talked about a few times. I think in certain scenarios, our government is probably working with, uh, and, and I keep saying aliens, I think they live here. I think that they're helping protect the earth, and there's times where they have to fly out of their volcanoes and underground caves and you know where, where they're parked at. And they're like, hey, we have the technology to seal up this, this rift, and this is in all of our best interest to do so. And it just makes sense. We've we see the military pop up all the time and put fences up, and then people see UFOs around, and that's probably what they're doing. This is probably a very normal practice for them. Uh, it made me think too. So many times, I'm sure you guys have seen it too. Just out driving somewhere, and there's a whole ass military convoy with trailers full of stuff. Uh, you you guys ever seen these just driving? And it's like, where are they going? Like, yeah. There's no base around here. So they're deploying and setting up stuff randomly. And they can call it training exercises, whatever they want. They probably found another rift. And they're like, hey, call the Grays, have them pull out, and uh, let's go seal it up. But I'm with you, too. On, it doesn't make sense for this man to make up this story. Uh, and then listening to the recordings, uh, it, it was too consistent. You know, no, no, sixty-five to seventy. By the end of it, your old man is keeping up with something he said that far ago. Not in that that much detail. Uh, so, if anyone out there knows the uh, old location, because I think we're all pretty sure it's sealed up, right? It's it's not there. Uh, tell us, and we'll come out and try to open it back up. That's probably a really dumb thing to do, but we'll try it. Yeah, Tommy won't make it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I will be sacrificed. Yeah. Oh, mighty dimensional beings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
and we've talked about you know the caves and stuff associated with the mountains for for these aliens uh, for lack of a better word that they're there maybe they're always right there because this is a cause of something they're doing they're trying to figure out some sort of teleportation back to their home planet because they just can't make it and then it's like oh damn you know our Slublarb reactor imploded and you know ripped open this and one's just stuck in the tunnel that's impregnating sheep <laughs> on that note <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning in definitely interested to hear what your theories are on this so make sure you you leave us a comment go to our Facebook or I don't know if you can comment on podcasts now that I say that, but, but you can on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) You can leave us a review. Yeah. You can review and like, and move us up there and that would be helpful. So show us some love. Be good. There's a Patreon so you can see our faces. There's an Etsy shop with shirts and stickers. There's lots of stuff. There's lots of stuff for you guys. It's all for you. This isn't for us. No. Because we love you. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. <laughs> but these are just our thoughts. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Everyone, what you couldn't see was Tommy was making kissy faces. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Bye.